Jake and should have it on the screen, I'm guessing. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. Got it? Say amen. amen. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. First part of that verse says, For we are his workmanship. One more time. For we are his workmanship. Jesus, touch us, help us. Lord, help anyone that may hear, listen, or see this, God, that you would help us, everyone that's here. Lord, we thank you and give you praise for what you're going to do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Mark Twain is credited with saying the most important days in your life are the day you are born and the day you find out why. There's a debate whether Mark Twain actually was the one who done that or not, but it seems like most credits Mark Twain for saying that. Tonight I'm going to continue what I started last Thursday night on the live feed about his talent and my ability. That's kind of the, the main topic, but I, something more that I'm going to talk about with that, and I'll, I'll give that to us in, in just a few moments, but we're on a journey to figure out the calling, the talent that God has for each one of us. And at some point, I believe in our lives, I believe that most everybody genuinely believe God has a plan and a purpose for our lives. We may not believe that now. But I think most of us believe that at some point in our life, we believe that God did have a plan or a purpose in our life. But the question I hear so many times is, how do I find my talent, calling, or purpose? And all three of those are, in my opinion, the same thing when it comes to God. I believe that our talent our calling, our purpose, it all, when it comes to God, is one thing. He has, that, that's all kind of one thing wrapped up. And what you are talented at will most likely be the calling you're purposed with. Um, if you can't carry a tune in a bucket, you're probably not going to be called the same. Um, if you, you don't know how to do carpentry work, God's probably not called you to do carpentry. So forth and so on. So how do we know if what we are pursuing is from selfish desire or is it a kingdom calling in our life? Because I've been there. I, I thought, well, uh, honestly, when I first started preaching, well, this is every young evangelist's idea. I'm going to evangelize. Well, God didn't call me to evangelize. Now I went out and done some evangelizing. I'll, I'll, I'll go out and preach some more. He may someday call me there, but as of right now, he's called me to pastor. And, and more specifically, to plant a church and, and I believe more churches. Amen. But my selfish desire at first was, well, I'm going to be an evangelist because it's the limelight, you know. Everybody, evangelist comes in, hype everybody up and leave to the pastor, me. But <laughs> how, how do we get started in figuring this out? 
And, and does it even matter? Well, again, my opening quote, Mark Twain said, the two most important days in our life is the day you were born and the day you find out why. That is absolutely true. I believe that. And every one of us, um, we, we have design. We have purpose. Everybody. Little Corbin right there. God designed him with purpose. More than just being handsome. Okay? And he's a handsome rascal. Thank God for him. <laughs> but when he was conceived in the womb nine months ago or so, God had purpose for him. Amen. When I was conceived in, the, conceived in the womb a little over 50 years ago, God had purpose for me. He had design. And my, my opening verse again is, for we are his workmanship. We're, we're created in Christ Jesus and the good works which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Paul is telling us that we are his creation. What, that's what this word means here. He's saying, look, you are God's creation. And that we are created for, not just his creation, but we are created for good works, which means for usefulness, for works, for business. He not only created us, but he created us for usefulness, Sister Janet, for a reason. And we are created by him and for him. But still, stepping into God's calling for our life, it is seems like a journey. It, it's something that unfolds, as Jacob was talking about the rose, the baby dedication. And, and so many times we want to try to unfold it and we'll break it. And especially we want to unfold other people's lives. And we gotta leave that alone because we just need to deal with our own. But but we still want to do what what our talents, our calling is, right? Everybody wants to know, okay, what's God got for me to do? Again, I've been saying this two or three times. Let me say it again. Mark Twain was right. The day you were born was important because God created us for greatness. So the day you were born, well, I almost could step that farther back, the day you were conceived. God is one of the most important days there was. And the day we figure out what that greatness God created in us will be the second and maybe the most important day of our lives. But I come to tell us tonight that that all starts with discovering God right in the place where we are now. For us to find out why we were born all starts with the one who created us. We've got to discover who God is first. And before we can begin to understand who we are, we must have a revelation of who He is. Because we really don't know who we are until we know who He is. But it seems we are so often self-focused. To be honest, it doesn't matter whether you have a, a high or a low opinion of yourself. Both is very crippling to our journey in figuring out what God's called us to do. And whether you have a high or low opinion of yourself, both are also sinful. Because it takes attention off of where it's supposed to be, which is God, and puts it on us. And when we have such a selfishness in us, it keeps us from really loving other people. And it prevents us from standing in, in, in awe to the God who created us with His workmanship for His purpose. And it keeps us from worshiping Him. And because here's the thing, the highest calling that we have in our lives is to worship God. Amen. 
That is the highest calling. That's the highest ability, highest talent. That is why God created us in the first place. Revelation 4.11 Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for Thou hast created all things and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. He created us to worship Him. He created us to love Him. He created us to love other people. Matter of fact, Jesus questioned one day what's the greatest commandment and Jesus said it. Matthew 22 Verse 37, 38, Jesus said to him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So tonight, on this, his talent, my ability, this is my subtitle. idea of it is, is this. The first and greatest talent. It's the first talent that God's given you. And it is the greatest talent that you have. It is your first one, and it is your greatest. And I'm going to talk about it tonight, because it doesn't matter. All, all these other things that we're trying to figure out and chase in our lives, it doesn't matter. Because there is a first one, and there is a great one. This is the most important one. And if we are so absorbed with a low or a high opinion of ourselves, God will not get the most attention in our lives. We will. Amen. Lauren, I'm going to mess this last name up because it's very weird looking. Lauren Del Sinandro, it's probably not how you say it, said, God is not made in our image. We are made in His. And if we are in His workmanship, then we can't really discover much about ourselves unless we first know Him. Amen. And I thought that was so unique, the fact that God's not made in our image, but we want to make God in our image. We want, we want God to fit into our image instead of our image to fit into God. And this is where we, we mess up and this is where we, we struggle with figuring out what, what our calling and our talents and our abilities are. So we first got to get to know God, the one who created us. God created us, so if we get to know the one who created us, he can tell us everything we need to know about ourselves. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know, I, think about, I was thinking about... Thinking about this and saying, thinking about Henry Ford, you know, so when they first started coming out with all the vehicles and everything, uh, I'm sure they had auto mechanics that thought they knew about it and this and that. But you know what? I have an idea. If they went to the one who created the, the vehicle, Mr. Henry Ford, and asked him, he created it, he probably knew everything about it. And that's what I'm talking about today. We, we want to go to a lot of different venues in life, and, 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 I, and I hopefully over the next whatever time, we're going, to, we're going to try to help people discover what God's really got for them in their lives, but it's not going to do any good for us to, to give you every avenue and venue you need to figure out all this stuff about yourself until we really get to know God who knows all about us. Amen. Because when we really get to know Him, He can tell us. All we need to know about our lives. Now, now what I'm telling you tonight will, will absolutely help us find and walk in what the talents and calling that God has for our life. But it will also fix every issue in our life. Amen. When we really get to know God, Sister Janet, it'll fix everything. 
Because God, only does God know everything about me, but he knows everything about you. He knows everything about that jerk that's messing with me at work. He knows everything about uh, 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 your their uh, kids or your wife or your husband. He knows everything about everybody. So the more we get to know God, the more we can know about ourselves and the more we can figure out how to deal with people. So, so what does it mean to get to know God? And, and it's just simple. Getting to know God means at the basic level is spending time with Him. And I know that this is a hard thing for so many. And when we look across the building tonight, I've had so many people say, oh, I, I want to know what my talents and my calling abilities are. And some of them are not sitting here tonight. Yeah. And if you're listening or you hear this later, I, I, this is a word. To get to know him, it would help to go to his house. Amen. I'm going to tell you right now. If, I, if somebody start dating... At some point, it has to go away from a text conversation and it's got to go away from a phone call conversation and you've got to go knock on their door and see them. Yeah. Right? And then it's got to move beyond that and you get into more intimate relationships and more, uh, uh, you know, it just it means spending time talking to God. And I know this is basic. We've heard this so many times, but it is the, this is... Somebody says, well, I don't know what my talents and abilities are. Well, this is it. we got to get to know God first, the one who created us, and then we can figure out more about ourselves. And we just spend time. We can just spend time in prayer saying, God, well, I'm always getting mad. God, why do I always get frustrated at my spouse? God, how come I, how come I can't play the piano? How come, Lord, I can't do this? And you know what? And the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend and we get, in the, we get to the written word of God, that in the, in the game was the word and words with God and the word was God. The Bible is God. How can anybody think, I, I want to I know more about God and they never read the word of God? Amen. And, and it means spending time in the written word. It means... Again, Mark Twain may have said that there are two most important days in our life. The day you're born and the day that you find out. But I want to tell you, there needs to be another day added to that. And that's the day that we are born again of the water and of the Spirit. Because if we can get the Spirit of the one who created us living on the inside of us, it will allow His Spirit to fill us with revelation and truth about us and everybody else around us. And Brother David, when I'm born again of the water and spirit, and I've got the one who created the heaven and the earth. I look at that picture back there uh, so many times that we got a wall, and his uh, name shall be called. You go through all that, it covers anything and everything about life. And at the bottom it says, Jesus Christ. And Jesus living on the inside of me should tell me everything I need to know about myself and everything else, what he's called me to do, what he's called me not to do. And when I get to know him, you see, here, here's the thing. We must figure out who we are in Jesus. Not just who we are. Because we go through these times of life when culture, family, and, and life molds us into an image that we take on and that we think we are. So we got a lot of people pretending to be something that they're not. 
So we got a lot of people that is, uh, uh, you know, mom or daddy told them all their life they was worthless and a nobody. So all of a sudden they think I'm worthless and I'm nobody. Or maybe a spouse is living with somebody that tells them you're worthless and nobody. So they start thinking I'm worthless and nobody. And we start taking on the image of what somebody else thinks we are and not what God has called us to be. Because we have a better relationship with that person than we do with God. But when we get a real relationship with God, it's... It, it overrides what everybody else thinks about us and we start drawing a new opinion our new self-worth comes from God and not from my husband or my, my wife or my uh, mom or my daddy or the best friend that I've had all my life. It starts coming from God. Amen. You see, the biggest reason we can't discover who we are until we know who God is because knowing Him will change us. Knowing Him will change us. And when we know Him, when we allow the Holy Ghost to dwell in us, it will, we will be transformed, we will be restored to the original image of God that you and I were created to be. Amen. When we get to know Him, what happens, we get to know God, we begin to, again, we were created in His image. God was not created in ours. So if we were created in His image, then we should look and be like Him. And when we feel with His Spirit, that Spirit inside of us is supposed to restore us to the original image that God created us to be. 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says, But we all with open face, beholding as, a glass, as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into what we want to be. No. No, this is what it said. We are changed in the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. He's saying we're changed into His image. Amen. Again, church, we're, we were created in His image, not ours. So our base purpose as a born-again child of God is to build up the kingdom of God. Amen. Because after all, that is what His image, God created mankind, praise God, to He created man to worship God. And our base purpose and calling of God is to reflect the image of Jesus. Amen. That is the base purpose and calling of God is to reflect His image. In other words, I am supposed to be another Christ. I can't save anybody. I, I can't, I'm, I don't have to shed blood for anybody because I'm just the moon. I'm the reflection of the sun. Without the sun shining on me, there is no brightness in me. But when the sun shines on me, I can shine an image of what the sun is on top of me to this dark, dark world. And in the darkest night, the brightest moon can make a difference in the darkest night. And that's what God has called me to do. And that image that, that I am supposed to reflect is this. Love. I read the first part of this verse, but let me read the rest of it. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Everybody say, Love the Lord. Love the Lord. With all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is likened to it, Thou shalt love thy neighbor. Everybody say, Love thy neighbor. Love thy neighbor. As thyself. 
On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is the first and greatest talent of every child of God. In the story of the talents, isn't it amazing that it's always amazed me that he took the person that had one talent and buried it. That is the one that he chose to say, you buried that one talent. So now then, I'm going to take you and throw you in outer darkness. I'm going to take from you what I give you. Always amazed me. Because it really, it seems like the one who has more talents most of the time is the one who will walk away from God. But I, I really believe that that one talent that maybe he is paraphrasing for us in this parable of the, uh, of the talents in, in uh, Matthew chapter 25 is where it's at. I believe that the guy who got this talent, I believe that what he was talking about was the love that I'm talking about right now. Our first and greatest talent is this. Love God and love people. If we can't do that, if we can't love God and love people, it doesn't matter how good you can sing. Amen. You may be able to sing in front of 30, 40, 100,000 people and make them go ooh, ah, and wow. But yet walk off that stage and be a jerk. And the people who knows you the closest really don't want to be around you. You may be, it doesn't matter how good you can teach. When you get outside of that teaching realm, if nobody likes you, it doesn't do any good. It doesn't matter how good you can preach. I've met some good preachers that I don't like. I've met some preachers, Sister Penny, that, that man, when I heard them preach, it was wow. But when I got to know them, it's like, It doesn't matter if you never miss a service. If you don't love God and you don't love people, you're missing the first and greatest talent. It doesn't matter if you pay tithes, you pay double tithes, you give 90% of your salary to God. If you don't love God and you don't love people, it's not doing you any good. It doesn't matter if you dress holier than anybody else and you look the part of an apostolic homeless person, but when you get close to that person, they're so ornery and nasty, they don't love you and they don't love God and they don't love anybody else. Amen. The greatest, the first and the greatest commandment, the first and the greatest talent that God give everybody, the base of who we are, is to take on the image of of God, which is to love God and love people. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That is the first and greatest talent that He gave everybody. He gave that to everybody. He gave every one of us the ability to love God and to love people. He gave that to every one of us. Maybe I can let the Apostle Paul help us with this tonight. From 1 Corinthians. Chapter 13, reading it from the message paraphrase. I've read it, you've heard it. If I speak with human eloquence and the angelic ecstasy, I didn't say that right, but forgive me, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking and rusting gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all the mysteries and making everything plain as day, if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I am nothing. Amen. 
If I give everything to thy own, to the poor, and even go to the state to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, what I believe, and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. It isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't reveal when others uh, grovel. Doesn't takes pleasure in the flyering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, but keeps going to the end. That is our first and greatest calling as a child of God. If we can't love God and love people, then all the other talents and purposes and abilities will come to nothing. And when we fall in love with God, we will... Praise God. Look at ourselves in a different light. We may actually like ourselves for a change. Because I want to tell you something. If you don't like yourself, chances are you really don't know God. Because when you get to know God like He really, who He really is, will realize that God created us with a purpose. That it doesn't matter what mama said when I was raised. It doesn't matter what daddy said. It doesn't matter what a spouse or a bad relationship or whoever in this world, whatever culture you was raised in, when we get to know God, He, when we really, really get to know Him, He lets us know who we are. He lets us know why we were born. He lets us know what our talents are. He lets us know that 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 grumpy waitress that's waiting on us, that she's got a problem and all she's really looking for is for somebody to smile at her and say, hey, it's okay. I'm thank you anyway. And we really get to know God instead of comparing ourselves among ourselves we will realize that God is the one who created me he is the one that I must please first and foremost and the reason some people treat others so bad is because they treat themselves so bad We're so used to talking down to ourselves. And I, I know it's a fine line between uh, uh, this, this arrogance where we're, we have so much confidence that, that uh, nobody can tell us anything, but there's a place that, that we can get in God when we realize that I don't, my, my, my self-worth doesn't depend on somebody else. It, it doesn't depend on, it, it depends on the fact that God created me for a reason. He created me for a purpose. He designed me. He knows me. And if I can get to know the one who made me praise God then I'll know why I'm made and I'll know what I need to do with my world and I'll love God and I'll love everybody around me once we start walking in that first and greatest talent that God has given us which is love in case you hadn't caught that yet God then will give us marching orders God is not going to entrust you and I with His talents if He can't trust you to love Him and to love people. Why would He give you the gift of 
prophecy in your life when you can't even love somebody because the gifts and the calling of God without repentance and he gives you that gift you may prophesy somebody and doom them to hell and give them no hope and you got to be careful with that kind of stuff God wants to trust us with his talents and his gifts 1 Corinthians chapter 12 gives us the gifts of the Spirit. If you missed Jenkins' podcast um, reach thing the other night, you need to go find it on the podcast and listen to it or go back. Watch it on the Facebook Live. Done a great job of the opening of the, the gifts of the Spirit. And not all talents are the, are the gifts of the Spirit. Understand that. Because there's some people that they never walk in those gifts of the Spirit, but they have talents that God wants to use for the church. Because let me let me I'll be honest with you. If God is my brother is an incredible carpenter. If you guys have been to his church, you know how good it looks. He's an incredible carpenter. I'm thankful that he's using it for the kingdom of God. Amen. And if God's gifted somebody to be a, a great carpenter, and they're not somehow using that to help the kingdom of God, I know we got to make a living. I'm not talking about that now. But then you're missing the point. Because some people's gifted to be a good carpenter. Some people's gifted to be this and that and certain things of life that, that really is not what we call talents. What we would think talents is in the church. Playing the piano, singing, teaching, and uh, music. Let me tell you what. Some people's just gifted at organization. Some people's just gifted at things that others are not. And God's not going to give you the full revelation of that gifting and talent in your life until He knows He can trust you. Because if He can't trust you, a young musician, too many of them has, has uh, figured out, oh, I'm gifted and talented. And they've run off with their gift of singing or gift of whatever and left the church. So 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts of the Spirit, but in the next chapter he gives us the fuel of the gifts of the Spirit is what I just read a while ago, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Brother Mark Morgan says the fuel of the gifts is love. Amen. The thing that will make our gifts greater and better is love. So you may be good at something right now and you don't really know God like you should really know Him. So, But when you really get to know God and all of a sudden you start loving God and you start loving people, all of a sudden you start a fuel that's going to fuel the talents in your life because you're going to start using them and putting them to work, praise God. And then that's when the multiplication starts happening in the church, praise the Lord. Because when the two started using the talents that he had thinking about what is he doing, he was thinking about his master. He said, let me tell you what. He's going to come back for what he's given me. I'm going to make sure that I, he can trust me with it. And when he came back, he gave him two more. When he came back to the five that's made, or when he came back and he, he made five, he said, look, you guys have done good because you've taken, you multiplied what I've given you. Can he trust us? And I'll be honest, I, I want the gifts of the Spirit working in our church. But maybe that's why less churches are experiencing the gift of the Spirit because we have buried the first and greatest gift, which is love. Amen. 
And we don't love each other like we should. We don't have the compassion with each other like we should. We sit one on one side of the church, another on the other side, and we don't speak to each other, and we don't talk to each other for months. We don't check on each other. We don't have love and compassion for each other. We don't look at somebody and it's all about, I'm going to talk to you and talk your ear off, and when I get done talking, I'm walking away. I don't care about hearing anything what you got to say about your life. And when it's really about, when it's about love, it's not all about me. It's about that other person on the other side that needs to know that I care. I have compassion. I'm willing to lay down my life for them. And we need to learn how to walk in love. Ephesians 5, 1 through 12 says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. Listen to how he explains how he loved us and hath given himself for an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. We've got to be willing to give ourselves and sacrifice to others. Yeah, it's a sacrifice to go knock on your neighbor's door and say, hey, is there anything I can do for you? Maybe we've got an elderly lady or older man that can't mow the yard any good much anymore. Maybe we just go knock on the door and say, hey, can I mow your yard today? Or, or just, just, you know, just... Let's think outside the box. And once we start walking in that love, the first and greatest talent God has ever given us, God will show us our other reason for being born. That's the first and greatest, Sister Janet. And each person has a different role in this building and making up the kingdom of God. Each one of us has got a different role. And God must reveal to us what our part is. But only after he can trust us with the first and greatest talent, which is to love God and love people. And then our role in his kingdom will it, it will make our natural gifts blossom and bloom. When we start loving God and loving people. His spirit living on the inside of us will empower those giftings in our life. Our work is impossible without God. A pastor's wife once said this, you are the only one who is qualified to do what God created you for. But without Christ, you lose your qualifications. God's called all of us to do something great and specific. But Sister Janet, until we get a grasp on who He is and we really begin to love Him and love other people, He won't give us the full revelation of it all. And hear me today. If we're struggling with loving God and loving people, it's important to remain faithful in the things that you are doing right. It's important that we continue to move forward in trying to have a better relationship with God. Keep moving forward. Keep going one step at a time. It could be that we are in the right place already. And God is just waiting to see if you're really going to follow through because you love Him. Sister Janet, in 15 years of pastoring, I can't count the name, I can't count the times that I've seen people 
begin to fall in love with God. Begin to love people around them. And I'm thinking, wow, they're fixing to get it. And then let one little thing knock them down. They was right there. And God was fixing to blow the door wide open for them. For them to walk in their ministry, walk in their calling. Because they was doing the first and greatest talent. They was loving God. And they was loving people. And they walked away. In closing this today. The Texas, you can get him up. I want to read 1 Timothy 6. 20 through 21. Last verses of Paul speaking to Timothy in the first gospel to him. So Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science falsely so called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. Grace be thee. Amen. Listen to the message paraphrase of them same verses. The message paraphrase says it this way. And oh my dear Timothy, guard the treasure you were given. Guard it with your life. Avoid the talk show religion and practice confusion of the so-called experts. People caught up in a lot of talk can miss the whole point of faith. Overwhelming grace keep you. Now I want you to listen to that same verse from the Living Bible that I hope should drive home the point of what I'm trying to say today. Listen to 1 Timothy 6, 20 and 21 from the Living Bible. Oh, Timothy, don't fail to do these things that God entrusted to you. Keep out foolish arguments with those who boast of their own knowledge and thus prove their lack of it. Some of these people have missed the most important thing in life. They don't know God. May God's mercy be upon you. Some have missed the most important thing in life. They don't know God. Look as Daniel 11.32 says, But them that do know their God, shall be strong and do exploits. The original translation excludes the word exploits. If you look in your Bible, if you have a King James Bible, the word exploits is in italicized. That word has been placed in there by some translators to make it more uh, understandable. But to me, if you take that word out, it's still so powerful. To them that do know their God, they shall be strong and shall do. <laughs> they will do. They'll just do it. And even if people don't, you know what? People says you're no good, you're worthless, but they'll do it anyway. They'll go to church because they know their God. People say, why do you waste your time giving money to the church? They'll do it anyway. Why are you reaching for that person and loving that person? They're never going to love you back. And they'll just do it anyway. Because they know their God. People who know their God, they just do. And I'm looking at some people here tonight. I know you love your God. 
And you know what we're going to do? We're going to just do it. We're going to love God. We're going to love people. And you know what? We're going to take the first and greatest talent that God has ever given us. And we're going to see the greatest revival that Marion has ever had. Because I'm looking at a group of people who loves God. And they love people. Praise God. And we're going we're gonna to start doing that to its max. And guess what God's going to do? He's going to send down the greatest revival that Harvest House has ever seen. Amen. Can we come pray tonight and talk to the Lord? Jesus, we love you. We love you, Jesus. We love you, God.